comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Ose Yao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen dealing with rejection part three dealing with rejection part three okay come with me to the book of Acts, chapter 4 verse 5 to 11 at chapter 4 verse 5 to 11 new king james good and it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Enos, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power and by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, verse 9, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he's been made well, verse 10, he says, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone. Let's read it together. One go. This is the stone. Okay. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. I see you becoming a chief cornerstone. I said you are becoming a chief cornerstone. Psalm 118 verse 22 to 23. Verse 23. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Okay, may God do marvelous things in your eyes. Isaiah 53, verse 2 to 3. For he shall grow before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, take note, when we shall see him, there is no beauty in him that we should desire him. Verse 3, let's read it together. He is despised and rejected. Our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. Okay, so we started by establishing the fact that one of the things that Jesus suffered, he suffered many things. He suffered accusation. They wrongly accused him prior to his time on the cross. They said he had done things he had not done. That was not the only thing Jesus suffered prior to his going to the cross to die. He suffered betrayer. His disciples, all of them betrayed him and left. But one of the things that had serious impact on his life was rejection. Somebody say rejection. Jesus physically suffered pain. But he also endured the pain which is emotional. And they call it rejection. 
Rejection is something that is very, very painful. The Bible said he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 3. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. How did he become a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief? Because he was rejected and despised. When you are rejected and you are despised, naturally sorrow becomes a part of your life. May God deliver you from sorrow. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we started this teaching by establishing what it means to be rejected. Among other things we said to be rejected is to be refused to accept or consider something. Or to refuse to accept somebody for a job or a position. Then I walked into the seven important facts about rejection. We said that no one is immune to rejection. Somebody say no one is immune to rejection. And we said rejection can be emotionally and psychologically painful. When you are rejected, it can be painful. The emotional toll rejection takes on people cannot simply be underestimated. And then we said uncommon greatness is often preceded by rejection. Somebody say uncommon greatness is often preceded by rejection. Then we also said rejection never leaves you the same. It leaves you either better or bitter. And then, of course, we also said most people respond or react negatively to rejection. Among other things, we said that a negative response to rejection can have damaging effects on your life and that of others. When you are rejected and you don't learn to deal with it well, it can have adverse effect on your life and the lives of others. And then we said that you can choose to become better through rejection. And that's the focus of this teaching. The ultimate objective of this teaching is to help you to know that when you are rejected, it does not mean the end of life. Something good can still come out of your life. Can I have an amen? amen? Even when you are rejected, whether it was U.S. Embassy that you went for visa and they said no to you, or a lady you wanted to marry, and then after wasting your time, collecting your money, wasting your resources, for about a year, she comes to tell you that she's met her old boyfriend from secondary school, and she thinks she's no longer interested in you, and you feel that your world has fallen apart. I want you to understand that there can still be a better end for you. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? So we also went through eight damaging effects. A negative response to rejection can bring into your life. When you are rejected and you react negatively, it can have this eight damaging effect on your life. It can kill your confidence and negatively affect your self-esteem. There are many people who lack confidence and they have a low self-esteem and it's because they were rejected at one point in time or the other. Rejection can limit or kill your dream or vision. Rejection, the fear of rejection can hold you down and prevent you from reaching your full potential in life. Number four, it can rob you of great opportunities in life. And number five, it makes you distrustful and suspicious of people. Have you met a suspicious person? A suspicious person, sometimes most suspicions usually are born out of rejection. When people have suffered severe rejection, they don't trust people. No matter who you are, you can do so much and it translates into the set point, which is that it makes them very difficult to live with. If you are, having, uh, you are married to a man who is suspicious of you, it's very difficult to live with him. If you are pastoring a church member who is suspicious of you, it's very difficult to pastor the person. Rejected people are always suspicious and makes them very difficult because they are hard to please. You have to do everything that will let them, their mind be at rest that you are not going to reject them that they, like they were rejected before. So it's so hard to please. And then number seven, we say that rejection 
can make you so vindictive to the extent that your life becomes unfulfilling and meaningless. There are people who are wasting their lives simply because of one rejection. They were rejected maybe in senior high school. They are 40 years now and they still, the, the rejection at that infant stage is still having a toll on their lives. I pray that you break free from it today. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? Give me a believing amen here. And then of course we said that rejection a worst case scenario, which sometimes happens. Because I remember a couple of years ago, like two or three years ago, there was a gentleman who took out his life, committed suicide because apparently his girlfriend ditched him or something. And people do that all the time. Sometimes people uh, put their hopes on a particular business deal. It doesn't go through and they feel that they are well, they shattered, and then they end up taking their life. It's the worst thing you can do to yourself. That's to take your life. No matter what you come, you are faced with in life, no matter the extent and the magnitude of rejection, taking your life is never the best way to go. Can you tell your neighbor, taking your life is never the best way to go? Great. You see, when you don't know why something happen in your life, it will keep on recurring in your life. There are sometimes where people go through life and certain bad things recur in their lives and they, they want to attribute it particularly among us as African Christians. We like to attribute every negative thing in our lives to the happenings or to the doings of witchcraft and demons and all of that. But there are times where demons have no play at all in it. Sometimes Satan himself gets surprised that you are blaming him for something that you're supposed to blame for. Praise God. Somebody said, he, he had a vision. Satan was sitting somewhere crying. And he, in the vision, he asked him, he said, why are you crying? He said, is it not these Christians? The things that they do, they, they blame me for it. Things I know nothing about. May you not cause Satan to cry. So I want to walk you through 15 causes of rejection. In fact, this teaching is actually a part of how to rise above rejection. Because when you know why rejection comes, you will know how to deal with it. Some of us are rejected because of ourselves. And uh, the, the forces or the causes of rejection can be divided into two broad groups. Now, the causes of rejection can be broadly divided into two major groups. One are those you have no control over. There are causes of rejection you have no control over. Sometimes people reject you and you have no control over it. It's not your doing at all. And sometimes you can worry yourself. In fact, some people have even suffered depression because they tried their best to understand something they shouldn't have worried themselves about understanding. There are things you, no matter how hard you do, you may never understand it. Praise God. There are times people are rejected and there is no excuse. You can go to an, an embassy for visa. All your documents are clean. Your account, everything. Everything is je, 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 je. They will stay mine. Praise God. It's not. Don't come back and sit down. Listen. Just forget about it. And then look for another opportunity and go again. Somebody say go again. That's all. That's all. That's all. Go again. There are those we have no control over. And then there are those we have control over. There are things we have control over. Sometimes people reject us because of certain things that we do. And this morning, I, I will be showing you 10 of the things you have no control over. 10, 10 things you may be rejected for or 10 causes of rejection you have no control over. And I'll walk you through five of them which you have control over. And then, by the time we are through, I pray that the Holy Ghost will help someone. Can somebody give me an email? Amen. The first cause of rejection, those you have no control over, is the circumstances of one's birth. How people are born. 
how people are born. We are not all born the same way. All of us are not born the same way. Some people were born into polygamous families. Others were born illegitimately. Others were born out of wedlock. Others were born out of all kinds of circumstances. So our births are not always the same. Look at Jabez. The Bible says of Jabez in 1 Chronicles 4 verse 9, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Bible commentators have varying opinions why this gentleman's mother described him, his birth as being so painful. Some people believe that maybe when the conception took place, the father, the man who impregnated her, refused to assist. So all through the pregnancy, she had, she had to carry it all by herself. And being impoverished, she must have gone through a lot of pain. Others also believe that the pain of childbirth was so unusual. So the woman just transferred everything and said, you this child, I've given birth to you, but I will call you pain. Jabez simply means pain. Which mother gives that name to a child? After you have conceived a child for nine solid months, you produce the child and you say you'll be called pain. Because every time the woman saw Jabez, it reminded her of her pain. You see, one of the disastrous things you can do in life is to build a memorial around bad happenings in your life. I don't, as a matter of principle, I don't keep memory of bad things. My car will not be involved in an accident. I will keep it on my phone. No, I don't keep it in my phone. If I keep it, it's just to give you a testimony about it. And that ends it. Immediately, I delete it. I don't keep bad records. Because, you see, it's of no use keeping a bad record. You find a, test, a certain bad test message was given, and you get to see it, and you keep it. Your husband or your wife sent you a message, and the, it was in a bad taste, and he has apologized. Two years have come. You still have it in a certain part of your memory. So sometimes when things are happening in the home, you just refer to it. Listen, you break your home with that bad attitude. The woman, out of pain, I, I believe that the, the, the bed may have been painful, but she had no business naming it. The moment you put a name, Jabez, it means the pain will permanently be on her mind. You look at Jephthah who is a man we'll be considering extensively next week. In the book of Judges 11, verse 1 and 2, the Bible said, Japheth the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was a son of an harlot. When you are a son of a prostitute, nobody wants to identify with you. If you are the son of President Akufa, you want everybody to know. But if your mother is one of the ladies who stands uh, in front of, uh, what do you call it, Golden Tulip or around ADB Bank Edum, at certain times of the night, you see that you are not very public with your identity. People want to visit you and you don't want to tell. You pretend you don't know your mother because of the circumstances around your birth. There are people who have even grown up and they don't know who fathered them or who mothered them. Because by some way, somehow, out of the divine message, they happen to have found themselves in the hands of a good Samaritan who raised them up. It's important we appreciate that rejection can come from certain Angles you may not have control over. How do you reject somebody? Who was not the reason the child may have been born out of pain, but the child is not the cause of your pain. But the child was rejected. Number two, gender. Somebody say gender. Sometimes people are rejected based on gender. People are rejected. There are some people, when they come to church and they see a lady preaching, they can't receive. In fact, there are some churches 
Well, ladies are not even allowed to do anything except to sit and watch. Some churches actually legislate against a lady becoming a pastor. It's not possible. It's important we appreciate this, that people sometimes are rejected because of gender. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, he said, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither born nor free. There is neither male or female. Somebody say, neither male or female. In Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female. You must learn to receive people based on who they are. There are people who are struggling in their place of work because they can't submit to the leadership of a lady who is professionally competent and above them. You have a serious problem. And you may not be able to go far in life. Where you go, you happen to be in a place or find yourself in a plane which is being piloted by a lady. And she's the only lady. Get down. Don't go. It's very important. Very, very important. Sometimes children are born, and they are born as in a sex the parents were not anticipating. There are some couples, sometimes they go first two, second two, and third two, all because they want a particular child. Some families that intended to give birth to maybe three, sometimes they end up with five, because they want a particular sex, as if the other sexes are bad. And some people can take it to an extreme angle. There are marriages that are sometimes threatened with divorce simply because an ignorant man thinks that the wife is the reason why they are not getting a male child. And it can become so contentious. It can become so contentious. And sometimes they do it to the extent that the child is born and the child can feel the fact that you are not really welcome. We didn't really want your sex. And it, it can be extended to the child by the way you handle it. Such a child, such a child can grow up with such a deformity. I want you to know that nobody creates people. It is God who made us all. Male and female, we are all made in his image. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. The Bible said every good and perfect gift is from above. And children are a gift from God. So whichever one God gives you, you better learn to celebrate it and accept it. Can somebody give me an amen? Gender. There was a time where in the land of Egypt... A law and a decree was made that any male child born should be killed. Any male child born should be killed. So everyone born was rejected. Everyone male child that was born was rejected. When he realized that the people, the midwives were not obeying him, the man decided that any male child that should be born should be thrown into the water, the river now. And that's how Moses was born and raised from Pharaoh's house. And number three is race. Somebody say race. Uh -huh. So these are Causes of rejection, you have no, 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 you, you can't do anything about. And when you are rejected on this basis, don't pray about it. Don't get angry about it. Don't kill yourself about it. Just forget about it. Turn to your neighbor and say, forget about it. Yeah, because you see, the ability to forget is a blessing. Not many people can forget. It's good to have a great memory, but it's better to have a great memory for good things. Have a bad memory for bad things. Some of you, the good that people have done, you don't remember. But the bad people have done to you, you can remember every one of them and in vivid details. When you, you begin to describe them, it's as if you are an artist. You can recreate it for everybody to see. It's a challenge. And this is not tomorrow. This is many years ago. Race. Somebody say race. As for the racial war, it will not stop. Somebody say it will not stop. No, 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 it will not stop. African sport athletes, some of them are far better than European artists. But 
<laughs> no matter what you do, akukobe sa 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 enakroma feda. Praise God. And that's why sometimes when I see people, God has blessed them with a complexion that is so awesome. And they are making strenuous effort, tireless effort, investing money against their own well-being and health. Just to change their identity, you will have a problem. You see them, all kinds of scars. You don't know whether this one is dark or black. Uh, black. All kinds of scars. You see some people, when you see their feet, you know they belong to somewhere else. Their face is all almost fair. Their feet, you see that the thing is there. Michael Jackson, what did he not do? But if you look at this picture, you see that this is a black man. L let me show you a scripture. In the book of Jeremiah 13, verse 23, it said, can an Ethiopian change his skin? An Ethiopian change his skin. Or the leopard, it's spot. Have you seen a leopard before? Yeah. Yeah. A leopard. Can he change his skin or his spots? This is in the Bible. Don't try it. Don't waste your time. Learn to accept yourself, celebrate yourself, and love yourself. The greatest compliment you can give me is that I'm dark and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, because I've already complimented myself. Whether you say it or not, I've complimented myself. I've accepted who I am and I'm happy with who I am because I know I can never be as fair as this woman. So I have no business desiring it at all. No. I can't be like a white person. Why will I stay in the U.S. for maybe a year or so and then come back and I'm speaking like uh, I, I'm, I'm a white person when I'm not? I have great respect for Mr. Kwame Fa. I've been staying in the U.S. for over 25 years. When he speaks, it's as if uh, he was raised and battered in Ghana. Over 25 years. Somebody goes two weeks, and when he comes, when he speaks, you can't listen. You see, listen. And let me tell you, those of you who are pretending hard, the originals always can tell the fake. Yeah. You are a black person, you are trying to speak and try to make people, they can see all of it. And they prefer, they are more comfortable. If you like, check uh, BBC. BBC newscasters from Africa, they don't speak with an accent. They always speak with their local accent. And BBC British people are wise. They actually like to identify with people who are original. Because they, they have a purpose in mind and they want to attain it. I have never gone anywhere to try to speak like some way. Me, I didn't even go to any preparatory school. God has blessed me and I can express myself. Why should I not come? I, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know. I don't have time. Praise God. I don't have time. I don't have time. Praise God. Flow. There are some people too, it comes easy to them. Praise God. Yeah, let's Am I communicating here? It's very, very important. Yeah, it's very important. The racial war did not begin today and it will not end tomorrow. So don't become uh, an activist for racism. I'm an activist. You, you activate until you die. No, 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 no. It must be all equal. We cannot ever all be equal because we are not all the same color. You are an Ethiopian, maintain your color. You are a leopard, maintain your color. Don't try and damage your image. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Yeah. When it comes to competition, you can seek to excel. There are things you can seek to outshine a white man or a, a black man in, but there are certain things that are cast in stone. Leave them as it is and you'll be very fine. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. The fourth one is tribe. 
There's no human being who is not from a tribe. Yeah, every human being has a tribe. People sometimes are discriminated against based on their tribe. I had a story of a prominent man of God who has been married for, I think, about 30 years now, have one of the most enviable marriages in, in Ghana, as far as pastors are concerned. Very excellent track record of marriage. Doing so well in ministry. And at the time he wanted to marry, the father told the, the, the daughter, he comes from one part of Ghana and the wife comes from another part of Ghana. The father told the daughter, listen, if you go and marry this man, I will put a gun on your head and I will shoot it. Eventually they persisted, persisted, persisted through and the marriage came on. At the end of the man's life, one of his greatest re regret was that statement he made. Now people tell them, you have, to, you have to, if you don't bring an Ashanti man into this house, you are cursed. What is an Ashanti man? What is an Afanti man? What is an Afrafra man? Do they have green blood or yellow blood? What is in them? What makes a home work? Any day, any time is not a person's tribe. It's whether or not Christ is at the center of the person's heart. Can somebody give me an amen? That's what is most important. That's what is most important. Now, some of us, we can't flow with any other person who doesn't speak our language. And we pass silly statements around, among certain, among, uh, concerning certain tribes. Praise God. We must learn to appreciate our individual tribes. We are not all from the same tribe. But in Christ Jesus, we are, we are baptized into one. We have one faith, one God, one baptism. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? When Jesus met the Samaritan, he said, we Samaritans have no dealings. John 4, 9, we Samaritans have no dealings. How is it that you being a Jew ask me for a drink? A Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Ashantis have no dealings with Fantis. Frafres have no dealings with Ewes. And we sit down and we allow politicians to divide and rule us. The same principle the white men used to rule us. Our people are also fanning the same flames. Don't be a politician who fans ethnic flames. It's dangerous. Praise God. Very dangerous. But for God, uh, maybe uh, Rwanda would have ceased to be a nation by now. And it was all because of one silly, stupid thing. And when sometimes people make such comments, there are people, either from either political divide, they will all come and be supporting it. When somebody makes a foolish statement, he's made a foolish statement. If he lacks the courtesy to withdraw that statement, don't be foolish by enforcing that statement. Am I communicating? We need, to, we need to be discerning. All kinds of things are allowed to go on in the name of politics. And you can find somebody who is even a Christian enforcing the same thing. Why are your Christian values? Tribe. Somebody say tribe. tribe. And then, of course, physical deformities. Physical deformities. The Bible says in John chapter 9, verse 1, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. There are certain circumstances that sometimes you have no explanation for. You can't explain. You can't explain. There are some people, when they see that somebody has a certain deformity, they begin to attribute it to certain happenings. Or any. Particularly those fake prophets, they will not be telling you, Oh, mommy, yeah, way, yeah, way, yeah, way, yeah, way, yeah, way. In Jesus' day, that's what he said. He said, and verse 2, look at verse 2. He said, And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Look at what Jesus said. Verse 3. 
He said, Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. That's all. Next week, I will show you a woman who had the worst of deformities anybody can imagine. And she rose up to become one of the most prominent persons on the earth. Being born blind is bad enough. But being born blind and deaf is worse off. But she rose up to become a lecturer, a communicator. Wrote books for that people who have both senses working have no idea of. A lot of people sometimes excuse themselves of little, little weaknesses and they fail in life. You have no excuse to be a failure in life. People who are discriminated against, sometimes they call them by their name. We saw blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. You see, to have a disability does not mean that you cannot achieve your goals in life. Yeah. You can rise up to become any person God ordained you to become if the right support systems are provided. Can somebody give me an amen? Steve Wonder, is he not a millionaire? He's one of the wealthiest musicians on earth. And he can't see. And just mentioning his name does not mean that I admire him because the gay thing he's into is not something I can identify with. But the fact that he's been able to distinguish himself, to rise above his blindness to become the person he has become. When your two eyes are there and you are begging, you should be ashamed of yourself. Can somebody give me an amen here? And then number five, number six, is body structure. Sometimes people are discriminated against, rejected because of their body structure. Have you been ever rejected because of your body structure? Ask your neighbor, have you been rejected before? Yeah. Some people, some people, they have Zacchaeus kind of stature. Mr. Zacchaeus. But if you are a Zacchaeus, all you need to do in life is to look for a tree that is tall enough. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. That's all. If God did not give you with natural long legs, the tree is there to help you carry on and be where God wants you to be. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. So you have no excuse to sit down and be crying, Lord, why do you create me? Why do you create me short? Why is it that? Uh, listen. If you go to a tall lady, she says, no, find a short one like you and go ahead. Don't, don't worry your head. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry your head. Miss tall woman, who only says yes to tall men. Wisdom is not in height. There are many tall people who are very foolish. Look for a man who carries virtue and substance. He may be very tall, but he can't even see far. But naturally, when you are tall, you should be able to see far. But there are many tall people who have no vision in life. He may be short, but he can take you to any part of the world. Can somebody give me an amen here? First Samuel chapter 16 verse 7. The Bible said, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by appearance or height, for I have rejected him. Don't judge by appearance or what? Height. Height. Oh, until school hall, what next school hall, university hall, four years. Where you have been, maybe I saw a quarter year with another coin. Listen. Listen. You have to be very careful. If you are a father or a parent, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. If you ever judge Nana Kufado as Motia, now he's president. Yeah. Number one, the gentleman on the land. But you see, but in spite of his position, what people not say about him? 
They discriminated against him. All kinds of things rejected him. All kinds of things. But he has become because that is not a function. Body structure. When you are despised because of your body structure, you can't do anything about it. Don't go and do surgery and add to your body. Yeah. You meet ladies and they have not learned to love themselves. You see, there are all kinds of rejection. One of the worst forms of rejection is self-rejection. Other people can reject you, but when you reject yourself, I, because of the limitation of time, I can't go into that dimension of it. When I finish the book, you get the full import of it. But self-rejection can be deadly, even done external rejection. When you don't learn to love yourself, appreciate yourself, people tell you you are dumb, and you also say, yeah, I'm dumb. People say you are not beautiful, you say I'm not beautiful. People say you are poor, you say you are poor. Listen, you are only endorsing a negative stamp on your identity. And it will worry you. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Yeah. Body structure. Number seven. Personality. Personality. Somebody say personality. 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 And when I talk about personality, I'm talking about uh, whether you are handsome or you are ugly. And I like the, the saying that beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. When I behold myself, I see myself as very handsome. When you behold yourself, what do you see? Ask your neighbor, when you behold yourself, what do you see? Yeah. Somebody said, some people are fearfully made. Others are wonderfully made. I choose to believe that I am wonderfully made. Can somebody give me an amen? Listen, our personalities differ. We can all not be fair. We cannot all not be tall. We cannot all have hair. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Not everybody has impressive personality. There are some people when you see them, you know, wow. Bemeni, oh. Like Asume Dusano. Who knows it's a Bemeni? Fine man. Fine doctor with fine brain. Praise God. But there are some people, when you see them, you have to look again. If you don't take it, you say, what is this? <laughs> but listen, not all of us may have impressive, and you need to understand it. Learn to love yourself. Don't look at yourself. Compare yourself with Joseph and then begin to feel bad about yourself. Listen, you are not Joseph, and Joseph can never be you. You are you. That's all. You are you. In the scriptures, there were people who were very, very handsome. Others were not at all, including Jesus. All these fake pictures you people see and say, that's Jesus. That's not Jesus. Oh. The biblical picture of Jesus. No girl will say yes to his proposal. No wonder he didn't marry. I'm not, I'm not telling you a joke. It's in the Bible. Jesus is not somebody you look at and you want to say yes to his proposal. Those of you ladies who look at only height and beauty to say yes, you would have missed Jesus. <laughs> No, see, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2. Isaiah, he said, he shall grow up like a tender plant as a root out of a dry. He had no form. Somebody say form. Only form, only shape. That's Jesus. All calmliness. And when we should see him, there is no beauty in him that you should desire him. Is that not what the Bible says? That's, that's a biblical picture of Christ. This is a prophetic picture of Christ. There is no beauty in him. All these fake, fake things the people are doing and you're saying that's Jesus. That's not Jesus. Some people say black Jesus, white Jesus. Jesus is neither black or white. He's Jesus. That's all. That's all. 
There's no beauty in him. Listen, let me tell you, if you have been made to feel that you are not beautiful, today, I want to encourage you, you really look like Jesus. Those who are beautiful, they don't look like Jesus at all. Can somebody give me an amen? Those who are not beautiful, they are really looking like Jesus. Because he was not beautiful. Praise God. He was not. But there were people, oh, somebody like Moses, the good news version says, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23, the good news translation about Moses. He says, he, it was faith that made the parents of Moses, yeah, parents hide him for three months after he was born. They saw that he was a beautiful child. Moses was beautiful. Not only Moses, but Absalom too was very beautiful. In fact, as for Absalom, you, uh, he will match any lady's uh, beauty pageant. You, a man, you, when you bring him on, on the stage with beautiful girls, either from Brazil or wherever, he will assign them all. That was Absalom. Very impressive. But this same Absalom was crooked in character. You remember? First, second Samuel chapter 14, verse 26 and 26. I mean, that man, Absalom, the day obey anything. You want to look at Absalom. He said, Now Absalom was praised as the most handsome man in all Israel. Mr. Israel, that was handsome. <laughs> he was flawless from head to foot. Did you see that? And so some of us, because we feel inferior, we feel we are not beautiful, we can't even appreciate others to who are impressive. Listen, one of the sure signs that you accept yourself, you love yourself, is your ability to appreciate others who may have what you don't have. It shows that you value what you have. But if we praise somebody and say, Vanessa is a very beautiful girl, and say, oh, Munyamasem. <laughs> because we didn't mention your name. Praise God. You have a problem. You have a problem. Absalom was flawless. Verse 26. Look at verse 26. He said, he cut his hair only once a year. And then, only because it was so heavy. And when he weighed it out, it came out to five pounds. Now, now listen. Absalom, he took time to really look the way he was looking. Very handsome. Personality. He went to Linda, proposed, and Linda said, No. Because he doesn't like your look. Go somewhere. Somebody will like you. The Bible said, That's all. Somebody may not feel you are beautiful. Another person will see you as beautiful. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Very important. Apostle Paul, great apostle. Intellectual apostle. I mean, through him, we have the greatest letters. Most of the letters of the New Testament came through the ministry of Apostle Paul. Intelligent without him. But if you meet Apostle Paul, he's not a preacher. You like to look at his face twice. He wasn't handsome at all. At all, at all. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. For they say his letters are weighty and impressive and forceful and telling. But his personality and bodily presence is weak. And his speech and delivery are utterly contemptible of no account. Can you see that? Listen. It should tell you something. Listen. It should tell you something. Some of the disciples of Jesus, I believe, were much beautiful and handsome than Apostle Paul. But none of them is being preached about in churches today as much as Apostle Paul. Listen, there is something you may lack. There are other things that can meet up, make up for it. There are some people, they are not very handsome. 
But intellectually, they are smart. Focus on that. Focus on that. Fauti nanti. Just use your head. I'm not complicating here. Use your head. That's all. Because that alone can take you very far in life. And next week I'll be showing you. I'll be showing you how to make these things work for you. Praise God. Sometimes people are rejected because of their faith in Christ. Somebody say faith in Christ. You see, the Bible says... Uh, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. When you become a child of God, sometimes it comes with rejection. Some families, they don't want to have anything to do with it. Particularly our Muslim brothers. Our sister Grace, when she started coming to this church, she used to smuggle herself secretly and come to church. For a long time, she, she was not even able to come for sometimes Sunday services because she can't leave the house. You'll be discriminated against. But you have to appreciate that following God is costly. Somebody say following God. It's costly. Yeah. If your worship of God and your worship of God does not cost you anything, it may not yield much for you. Following God is costly. If you want to go all out for God, it will cost you something. But in spite of the cost, it is a most profitable journey. Amen. I said it's the most what? Profitable journey. Sometimes people, your colleagues at work, and some Christians sometimes, unfortunately, will rather compromise to gain acceptance instead of standing out. God did not call you to compromise. He called you to stand out. Don't flow with them in order to mingle. Say, you have to mingle with them in order to win them. You don't have to mingle with them. You don't have to play their game. Am I communicating here? We need to understand. The Bible said there is no fellowship between light and darkness. There is no concord between Belial and God. We need to appreciate the fact that light must be light and darkness must be darkness. Can somebody give me an amen? Very important. Number 10. Godly living. Somebody say godly living. Nine. Godly living. The Bible says, yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus have suffered what? Persecution. If you want to live for God, you'll be rejected sometimes. You'll be rejected. You'll be rejected. Some of you, because you have decided you will not sleep with a man before you are married, it looks like there is no beauty in you. Yeah. And your, some of your friends who are not even intelligent and as beautiful as you, they are getting married. And you are there. And they bring you a card and you begin to feel like is there something wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. It's the stand you've taken for God and God will honor you for it. Amen. Can somebody give me an amen here? Amen. Very important. That times, oh, because you don't want to do it and you must not do it. And you are rejected. Godly living is costly. We live in a generation where people want to serve God but they don't want to pay any price. So you go to their office, your boss wants to sleep with you and you, are, you, you may even be married and people are doing it. Just to maintain their jobs. Listen, if a Juman Wayadin mentality in Jesus the buyer and can you not be saved? When Satan offered him bread, he said, You don't have to go and die. Take this bread and eat. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere. Satan gave him everything. He said, Look at the whole world. I will give everything to you if you will bow down and then worship me. He said, No, you shall bow down to the Lord, the Lord thy God only. When you want to stand in righteousness and walk with God and honor God, it will bring discrimination. But at the end of the day, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God will come through for you. 
And anybody in our assembly who has taken a stand for God, and sometimes your promotion has delayed, sometimes your marriage has delayed, sometimes something that is due you has delayed, and it looks like it's never coming through, I prophesy over your life that beginning from the coming month, God will step in supernaturally for you. May God step in supernaturally for you. Give me a louder amen here. Give me a louder amen here. Then, the worst form of rejection, I believe, is the one that you are not told why you are rejected. If you were told why you are rejected, then you could go and change it. But sometimes you are rejected for no reason. Just, you just, because you have done on your part, you've done everything you need to do, and you have been rejected. It's normal. Listen, there is nothing I'll be it's normal. Just flow. Somebody say flow. Now, let's quickly walk through the five you have control over. As for this one, the first ten I gave you, you don't have control over. So when it happens, just allow it to work and believe God. Somebody say believe God. But these ones you have control over and you need to be very careful with these ones. Be very careful with these ones. One is your appearance, the way you appear. The way you appear, when you are dealing with men, whether it's a prophet or it's a pastor, everybody is limited in the natural by what we see. Somebody said you will always be addressed the way you are dressed. If you dress like a prostitute, people will address you as such. If you dress like a queen, people will address you as such. It's always important that you learn to dress properly. Praise God. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. Learn how to match colors. Learn how to dress to reveal your personality. There are some people, by the time they finish dressing, making up, they are looking more ugly than their original self. Yeah, because they don't know what, what makeup actually matches their face. They just saw maybe gifties uh, makeup and they just liked it. But you don't have the, the, uh, Jackie or gifties kind of complexion. Go and buy this thing and then you put it on your face and by the time you are coming, we don't know whether you are a corpse walking about or a corpse. I mean, because even corpse, they make them up. Have you seen that? They make them up. And there are some people, when they make up, they look like that. Praise God. So learn which one best suits your personality. There are some dresses, if you are slim, you don't wear them. And there are some dresses, if you also have back, back uh, behind things, you don't wear them. Because the moment you wear them and you appear in a place, everybody's attention comes to your back. What, what kind of, do you want people to relate to you based on your brain or on your back? You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to learn. There's something that is very trendy now. You see young men living beard all over. I have never seen any president of a nation with that kind of thing. Yeah. I've never seen a single president or a leader of any single. There were some ministers in Ghana also into that thing. Me, you can't do that in my cabinet because you don't. You are not an Egyptian. You are not an. <laughs> you are not an Israelite. You are not a Jew. Why are you going with that? We are going for meetings. You see, when you you are going into a place, you don't have to do things that would attract attention to your personality, rather than the things that are coming out of your head. Am I communicating? When you are going for an interview, why have you dressed and your your breast is like that? Are you attending the interview with your breast or with your brain? <laughs> Wearing short skirt, coming to church. Wearing short skirt. 
Are you coming to look for a husband or are you coming to look for God? Which one are you coming for? It's very important. Listen, you have to listen. You must always wear the appropriate dressing to the right place. And let me tell you, when you are coming to church, it's also an opportunity to look good. Church is one of the places you must dress well to. It's one of the places you must dress well to. Because when we meet together like this, we are met as heavenly royals on earth. Yeah, heavenly royals. So don't just wear anything. And there are some of you, you have some special dress. You've kept it in the wardrobe somewhere. You are looking for a special event, which is never coming. <laughs> never coming. Never coming. I have a principle. The day I receive something nice, the next meeting I'm going, if it's appropriate, that's what I wear. I have vowed I won't have anything nice that I bought for myself. Somebody gifted me and it fits me that I will leave behind for some foolish person to come and wear when I'm dead and gone. I wear it and then I'll put it there. Am I communicating here? Listen, no, you are not waiting for any special event, special party, some special plate that they're serving. They never get to serve it. They are waiting for visitors. Everything good you have, use it on yourself. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah, use it on yourself. Use it on yourself. Use it on yourself. You come to church, you dress, nyama, nyama, then you go and propose and it fires. Then you say, the lady is not spiritual. She looked at the natural. When Joseph, let me tell you, some people sometimes think that because they are smart, they don't need to appear smart. But listen, people will see your appearance before they will hear you. If I came here and I was shat, shat, uh, dressed in, in some manner, I will look some way for you. Yeah, you will not be receptive to me. But the way I appear, I come to you as someone who has something to say. Yeah. So now before you listen to me, you have to check me out. Praise God. So if you check me out, but when you look at the way I presented myself, naturally you say that this man has something to say. So why is it that you have something nice to say, but you are making people to discredit you because of the way you are appearing? Listen, why read Genesis? Genesis chapter 14, verse uh, 41, verse 14. Joseph was wise, and by his interpretation of the dream, he was brought out of prison. Look at what he did. Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. But Joseph first shaved himself. Did you see that? Shaved himself, changed his clothes, and made himself presentable. Turn to your name and say, Make yourself presentable. He was not going for a beauty contest. So he was coming to give interpretation and advice. But he was presentable. He was presentable. Be presentable. Be presentable. Some of us simply don't know how to present ourselves. How much is a deodorant that when you come, you are smelling people cannot be comfortable? How much is it? How much is it? How much is it? How much is it? Am I communicating here? Be presentable. Be presentable. Number two is poverty. Somebody say poverty. Say poverty. You see, poverty is not a, a, a family inheritance. Yeah. You may have been born poor, but dying poor is a choice. Dying poor is a choice. And sometimes people are rejected because of poverty. Poverty. In the book of Proverbs chapter 17, 19, verse 7, the contemporary English version. He said, if you are poor, your whole relatives reject you. Have you seen that? You don't receive a lot of visitors. The whole year, nobody will even come to you. They will not even remember that you exist. But 
build a house, buy some nice car, and then live in a place. All of a sudden, uh, why? Because you are becoming relevant. That's why you must be committed in your fight against poverty. Don't be happy uh, by and by when the morning comes. When the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we overcome. Listen, overcome here. Overcome it here. Because even in heaven, if you entered poor, you may not be able to walk well. I'm telling you. If you entered heaven poor, you could not walk well. Because in heaven, they walk on the street of gold. And if you couldn't walk on dollars, can you walk on gold? That's why you need to believe God to prosper. You will prosper in Jesus' name. I said you will prosper in Jesus' name. So believe God to prosper. Believe God. God wants you to prosper. So don't If you really, really want to live a life of impact, Prosperity is a must. It's not an option. If you want to live a life of impact, prosperity is a must, not an option. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. So don't. God called uh, ja, 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 this man Gideon, anointed him, Judges chapter 6, verse 14 to 15, and sent him to go and deliver the people. Anointed. He said, the Lord turned to him and said, go in this your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midian. Have I not sent thee now look at what he said. God has sent him, but poverty was limiting him. Gideon said to him, Oh Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Behold, my clan is the poorest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. You can't make impact with poverty. And in this church, none of you shall be poor. In this church, you will not be poor. You and your children shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number Three, these are ones you have control over. Somebody say, I have control over. Then, poor manners and etiquette and bad social skills. Sometimes people are rejected because their manners are bad. They don't know how to talk. They don't even know how to greet a lady. Greet a lady, you know, a man in them. Who you crossing what is it? You greet a lady. Now don't You meet a lady under two weeks. I can tell you they were me person That's not how they do it. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1 to 3. Manes. Somebody say manes. Manes. Knowing how to relate with the great and small. Some people don't know it. They don't know how to relate with great people. They don't know how to relate with small people. They relate with everybody the same way. It shows that you lack manners. You can't relate with everybody the same As a pastor, I don't relate with everybody the same way. In this church, I don't relate with everybody the same way. There are some of the people, I address them as sir. Because they are sirs. Praise God. I don't. I can't look at Mr. Nyantechi and then be addressing him the way I address, I address Joseph. They are not the same. And you must know the difference. It shows that you know what you are dealing with and you are smart. Your manners are correct. Manners, manners, manners. They used to have a, a courtesy for boys and girls. I think they should introduce it. 
this generation from primary school to university, the manners are just not there. Children are passing. They don't know when to stop for an adult to pass. They don't know how to stand for somebody who is elderly or in a position of authority to pass. They simply don't know it. They don't know it. Manners. Manners. The Bible said, when you are invited, when you go out with dinner, verse 1, when you go out with dinner with an influential person, please give me that verse 1. Sometimes, yeah. I'm not blaming you, but it's part of it. Because sometimes the transition can delay. When you go out to dinner with an influential person, mind your manners. Somebody say, mind your manners. Mind your manners. Mind your manners. Some of you, oh, 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 when you want to yawn, cry, I'm telling you. Even in church, people don't know. Even in church, do you know that in church there are manners? There are manners. Bible talks about manners. The Bible says, there's a way we behave ourselves in the house of God. There's a way you behave yourself. When uh, we say, let's lift up our hands. Let's say, undressy and Thomas said, Mr. Asenso Ashen Tumaya. Now we say, Guha. It shows that you don't have manners. You don't respect the altar. Let's lift up our hands. Your hands are in your pocket. We are all clapping. The choir is coming. You do one, two. You are stopping. It shows that you lack manners. It's church manners. Am I communicating here? Yes. It is. That's simple, simple, simple things. Simple, simple things. Simple, simple, simple. Manners are critical. Don't allow yourself to be rejected because of manners. Because you could change it. You can learn it. Dale Kennedy, the man who wrote uh, How to Win and Influence People. This is what he said. He said 15% of your success in business is due to your technical knowledge. 15%. Whilst 85% of your success is due to your people's skills. Listen, a lot of people have poor uh, uh, people's skills in this generation because of mobile phones. People, a lot of people are poor people skills. They don't know how to talk. When we close, how to even engage somebody for two minutes? They, people don't know how to do it. Learn it. Learn it. Because leaving the phone and talking to someone can open doors to you. When you meet somebody, hello, hi, I'm so so and so. Some people don't even know it. They don't know how to start a conversation. It's a major weakness that can deny you greatness. Learn it. And when you come to church and we are teaching you to, you are sleepy. <laughs> Some people cannot just look straight and concentrate. Give their full attention for one hour. Focus on something. Learn it. Critical. Very, very critical. Nobody goes to an important meeting to go and doze and sleep. Of course, there are a few instances where you have a major challenge ahead of you and you needed to be there. But even that one, you will still help yourself and stay awake. Am I communicating here? Manners. Learn your people's skills are critical. Sometimes it, he said it's 15%. That means if you have a PhD, if you have a degree, whatever you have, all of it constitutes 15%. Your professional, all the professional certificates, CMB, CBB, CDDs, all of them, they constitute 15%. How you relate and manage people. 80%. And you are downplaying that. Uno be kasani panse one kasan who ya. Instead of say obe ji feedback no makam makam. You don't have a future. Bishop Charles Ajina said, "This is what he said. He said class is not something you are born with, but something you can learn and earn. Class. Well, this is a this is a classy sister. This is a classy pastor. It's not something you are you learn it. 
You are not born with nobody is born a classic person. But people learn it. Abraham Lincoln of the U.S. He said, please and thank you will take you much further than degrees and pedigrees. Please and thank you. Somebody say, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Oba, oko, oko, washroom ho, obi jina ho, no pushy ni se ya. No pushy no. Just please. Why you could just say please and the way it will be made? No pushy ni se ya, onye oye du ya no. He do it in church. Listen, many gifted people usually are denied great opportunities because they have poor manners. David was gifted, but when he was brought into Saul's palace, look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18. 1 Samuel 16. He said, one of the young men said, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who plays skillfully. Somebody says skillfully. So skillfully, he was good on top. A valiant man, a man of war, prudent in speech, eloquent, and an attractive person. The Lord was with him. This is the kind of uh, CV everybody must seek to have. Apart from God being with you, there are things that you must add to your character. God was with him, so he was spiritual. But apart from all of that, the Bible says he was prudent in speech. Only Tama also cast him. Manes nina chi yebekan is a se uhu unsahura onim penifor didi. Some of you, if you you are you are taken to President Kufadu's office for one hour, they will sack you. You may not survive to work in the office. You may pray. So sometimes you pray certain prayers and you don't get the promotion and you, you are disturbed. Because God knows you are not ready for it. When you go there, you'll be a liability. Or they may even end up throw you out. Pride, number four. Pride. Five. Yeah, four. Pride. Pride. The Bible said, a man's price shall bring him low. A man's price shall what? Bring him low. Jenny Patapan Fatuo. 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 There's a lot of pride among the generation. The youthful generation. You can't correct anybody. You can give clear instructions and they are flouting it to your face. They don't respect anybody. Pride. 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 Last week I told you it's good to think highly of yourself. But listen, it's dangerous to think more highly than you ought to think. Proud people always think that they are better off. When you give an instruction, they think they can go against it and nothing will be done against them. Because they should be given a certain kind of treatment. Usually the kind of treatment you end up getting is that of rejection. Because when you are proud, you always be rejected. Do you know why? One of the most gifted beings of all time among the creation of God from the beginning was Satan. Gifted, anointed within and without. But he was cast out of heaven. And it was not because he was not anointed. It was not because he was not gifted. It was not because he was not handsome. It was because of pride, 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 pride. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13 to 15. Pride. He said, for he said in his heart, they are always saying things in their hearts. And it will translate in their behavior. Pride people, always proud people, always are saying something different. When you say one thing, they are saying something different in their hearts. And it will show in their behavior. Because what you said is not what they are saying in their hearts. So they won't do what you are saying. He says, they said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mountain of congregation. On the farther side of the north. Verse 14. I will also ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Proud. 
Very proud. Very proud. It's dangerous. And it's always of the heart. One of the sure signs that pride is eating you up is your inability to take correction. When you are corrected and something in you resurrects, it shows that you are very proud. That's all. Very proud. Proud people usually have illusions. They have all kinds of illusions going on in their mind. But when you are proud, you always end up rejected. Because nobody wants to... God didn't entertain pride in heaven. And no human being will entertain it around you. Can somebody give me an amen? There are some wives, even to have sex with their husbands. Just say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I I'm telling you. Some women, their marriage is just breaking because she will not cooperate with her husband. Sexual cooperation. There's a certain way the man wants it. Why don't you cooperate? If it is not a sin or something against your conscience, why don't you cooperate? I'm not joking. These are serious things that are destroying homes. I'm not joking. There's a woman by the name of Queen Vashti. Her husband wanted her to do something. She said she won't do it. And like joke, like joke, she didn't do it. And in a split second, she lost her position. You can lose your missus. This is your attitude. If you don't check it, you can lose it. And I may say this. I may say, you know women like to introduce themselves as that. I may say this. I may say that. Let it be seen in your humility. If you are a lady, you can't take instruction from your husband. Her, the marriage is already on the rocks. When your husband speaks, this behavior must stop today. It must stop. Because, and as a husband, you must learn to rule your home. Your husband, you are not a, this, you are a lover and you are a ruler and a leader. The Bible said, if any man cannot rule his own house, he's not fit into leadership. May I rule my home? There are things I tell mommy. From this day, this must not happen again. When it happens, I am sympathetic, but I will not endorse it. Praise God. Yeah. I will not misbehave. If you do it again, I'll do this. But I'll tell you, point blank, this must not happen in this home again. We can't entertain it. And you must learn to cooperate with me. Praise God. But the moment your husband talks to you like that, hey, now me the officer me Yeah. Yeah. Officer me again. I know I know how am I problem no. That is all. That's all. You see, we can all agree all the time. There are times where one's word must prevail. And God has designed it that when it comes to that matter, your husband's word must prevail. But there are some women, when I can't say this in the crown, no of the fetching, listen, we yes if spirit need be around, what they are saying about. What they are One of these days, I'm telling you. All the men in scripture who didn't rule their home, do you know they have problems? When Sarah suggested to Abraham, go into her guy, he should have told, listen, I can't do that. It must not be done. He said, oh, what can they say here in the They said, Abraham, let me go to partner here. I'm from Bonington. You can't tell. When he brought it, Adam looked at it. Instead of shouting, listen, why did you go and talk to serpent? That's not the place you should talk to. Please don't go under that tree again. Say, ah, apple. <laughs> this apple is nice. <laughs> so you, you mean you got this apple from where? Listen, by the time you realize that some people you must boldly tell your wife, listen, this kind of lady, I don't want to see you closely associated with her again. That's it. 
And you, wife, be humble enough to say yes to your husband. The Bible says, in, in those days, Sarah's meekness was revealed by her readiness to say yes, my Lord. May the Lord help someone. Amen. And then, finally, is a lack of respect for established norms, procedures, and protocols. Somebody say lack of respect. Say lack of respect for established norms, procedures, and protocols. A lot of people rebel against protocol. They don't like things to be done in a certain way. Sometimes, even when people come to church and they are being ushered to sit in a particular way, apart from having a unique challenge, maybe with a child or something, when they are being ushered, they always must go back and forth with an usher before they sit. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't need to be so. Protocols are designed essentially for one purpose. Orderliness and decency. Somebody say orderliness and decency. That is the reason for all protocol. All protocol are designed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 40. He said, let all things be done decently and in order. Because we don't like we don't like and respect protocols. Everywhere people can weary. Everywhere people can shit. Everywhere people can do all kinds of things. Everywhere among Africans. Protocol. Protocol. Somebody say protocol. protocol. There must be a way things are done here. And you must be ready to respect it if you want to fit into an organization. People don't like it. They want to be close, but they want you to bend the rules to favor them. Africans have a very a serious challenge with that. When you are principal, they don't like you. A man went to a function. They asked him to sit in a place. In fact, he just went and sat in a place he was not supposed to sit. Every time you are in doubt, when it comes to protocols, every time, don't assume anything. Ask. Ask and ask again. In fact, it's better to ask three times and let the person answering be annoyed than just being disgraced because you fail to ask. I'm not speaking to you as people who are not going anywhere. I'm speaking to you as people who have a great future, who will be meeting world leaders. And I'm just preparing you so that when you get there, you will not disgrace yourself, you will not disgrace God, and you will not disgrace your own family. May the Lord help you, and may the grace of God help you to rise above rejection. Now, the things you can do nothing about, allow them to be. The things you can do something about, you must work on them. And make up your mind from today that this and this and this and this and this, I'm going to check. And then your future can be secure. How many of you are blessed? Lift up your hands and speak to God today. Speak to God. Lord, help me. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. To bring order into my life. As for the reasons why people have rejected you, you have no reason for, leave it. Those who have a reason for, thank God for them and deal with them. The pride of your heart, allow God to deal with it. Allow God to deal with the pride of your heart. Allow God to deal with the pride of your heart. Allow God to deal with the pride of your heart. Lord, deliver me from pride. Discover it, understand it, and then ask God for, for his deliverance. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We bless you. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Lift up your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the rejection we have suffered because of 
No fault of us. Lord, thank you for your wisdom to know how to deal with them. And for those that we actually brought on ourselves, thank you for grace to correct those weaknesses in our character. To be able to become the kind of people you've wired and ordained us to be. Thank you that the future you have for us shall not be jeopardized because of things we could correct. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now still with your head bowed. Maybe you are here and don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. You want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior. You don't know Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to be born again. I want to be saved today. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to be saved. I confess that you died for me and rose again for my redemption. With my mouth, I confess with my heart, I believe that you are my savior. Come into my life and save me. Make me one of your own. Help me to be able to live and honor you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Serra. About Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. My life, my life.